And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings, because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. More information about the show and other episodes can be found at witnesstalkradio.org. Okay, so a gay Christian Satanist, an atheist, and a conspiracy theorist get interviewed for a radio show. Sounds like the beginning of a joke, but this really happened while I was in New York City with Christian Collegian Network. CCN calls this group Time Wasters, or TWs for short. They don't actually want to hear what you have to say. They just want to prevent you from saying it to others. In fact, this conversation lasted over an hour. I've edited it down for time and wanted to make a few points that will benefit you the next time you're dealing with a TW. But please remember, even though someone could be wasting your time, the gospel is still going forth, and seeds are still being planted. God could be working on their heart, or the hearts of those listening around you. So guys, what are, what are your spiritual backgrounds? What, what are your beliefs? Well, I, I was raised totally secular, like my parents don't believe in anything, but I, I'm sort of a strange kind of Christian. You see, I've got a cross here and a satanic pentagram and all kinds of different symbols here. I, I believe that... Uh, Jesus Christ uh, died on a cross for me and for my sins, and no matter what is like what flaws there are on the Holy Scriptures, there's nothing that can change that. That He still died for my sins. Okay. What about you? What was your name again? Joshua. Joshua. Okay, Joshua. What are your beliefs? I'm an atheist, but I'm not like the I don't know, like the Richard Dawkins, Hitchens kind of atheist where I religion a lot. Um, I have. Uh, real, real quick, did you just swear? Yeah. Okay, try, try not to swear, okay? That, that makes my editing job a lot better. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I don't hate religion. Uh, I have a lot of beliefs that uh, I guess are similar to religious beliefs, but they, they don't involve anything outside, uh, non-material. Uh, I believe in what I experienced. Oh, is, do you have a uh, name for those, that belief or anything? No. Okay. Alex, let me let me start with you with this one. Uh, how do you know that uh, what you believe is right? Because I only believe in what I experienced. Okay. Uh, can you give me an example? I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time uh, understanding what, what exactly you mean by that. Uh, that's exactly what I mean. If you can ask a specific question about a certain belief, I can give you um, like a more specific answer on that. What do you believe about God? Is there is there a God? I don't believe in anything outside of this world. You don't, you don't believe in the supernatural? I believe in things that could be described as supernatural, but I don't think that they're supernatural. I think that everything has to follow the laws of the universe. So therefore, if something happens that people can't explain, I don't think it's supernatural. I think if it happened, then it's natural. 
Okay. And uh, what about you, Joshua? You uh, you say you're an atheist, but you don't hate religion. So why? What made you decide to be an atheist? Um, I don't know. There was never any uh, pressure for me to be an atheist or not to be an atheist. So at one time I just decided that it didn't really make sense and that, uh, that God would exist. I don't know. It wasn't really a big decision. Okay, so so you just one day said, you know what, I don't believe there's a God, so I'm an atheist. It wasn't one day. It, it was just kind of, just I don't know. How did you, you come to your, uh, as you put it, a, a weird uh, type of Christianity? Well, you know, like, I, I was an atheist for a while. I, I dabbled in some strange religions, but, you know, one time up in Harlem, you know, some people are handing out copies of the New Testament. I decided to take one. I look, I start reading the book of Matthew, like the Sermon on the Mount and all that. And I see that, like, there's a man who died for our sins, and he's preaching about love and caring, that, like, we all need to care for God's people, that we're all one, and that, in that case, it, do, it doesn't matter if I'm wrong. It doesn't matter if he's the son of God. There's no harm that can come of believing that, you know, God wants us all to love each other and be good and try and turn away from our sins. And it's also important that we it, it emphasize forgiveness because we need to forgive ourselves in order to move forward as well. Could you be wrong about everything you believe, starting with Miles? I, I, I could definitely be wrong about everything I believe, like... You know, I'm a strange kind of Christian. I'm also gay, believe it or not. So, like, that's that's a contradiction there. But, like, I think that Jesus still died on a cross for me. Maybe I'm not repenting for all my sins, but, you know, I'm trying to do the best I can, give money to the poor, that kind of thing. So I don't really care if I'm wrong. And what about you, Joshua? Yeah, I could totally be wrong. Uh, if my senses have failed me in some way, then I guess I could be wrong. What happens after you die? I mean, is there a is there an afterlife? And if there is an afterlife, you know where where are you going? I don't know. It's it's complicated because it depends what you mean by you. Your your identity is not just in your body. Your identity also exists in your social interactions with other people. What other people think of you? Uh, if other people love you, then you'll uh, your identity will be part of. They'll your identity will be somewhat in them as well. So, and when you do stuff in the world, your identity is left in the things that you do. So when someone dies, they uh, their identity still ex exists, but. In some ways, but of course they're dead, so they don't have any control over their identity anymore. Do, do they go anywhere, or do they just rot in the ground? Are you talking about their body? Or their soul? Both. Their body doesn't go anywhere. I, I mean, unless people move it places, they can do whatever they want with the body. Once it's dead, they can put it in the ground. I mean, you know all the things people do with bodies. Uh, their soul, however... As I said, it's, it's, it exists in the social fabric, and it continues to exist, unless everybody who they ever knew and loved dies as well. So we just kind of exist out there in, in, in the world, but nobody can see us, hear us, touch us, or anything like that? We, we don't really go anywhere, we're just kind of like ghosts? or No, no, this is not a supernatural belief. 
you can I had a friend who died and I still feel like I can help her uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm helping her identity and what she represented and I'm, I'm furthering the things that she did in her life I, I don't know it's identity is not as simple as people try to make it it's not like just something that's in the body okay first things first is miles a gay christian satanist one of these things is not like the others one of these things doesn't belong can you tell which thing is not like the others miles can be gay he can be a satanist he can even be a gay satanist but he cannot be a christian Christianity is diametrically opposed to homosexuality and Satanism. It would be like Shaquille O'Neal saying, he's a seven-foot midget. It makes no sense. The truth is that Miles is a false convert. More than likely, a well-intentioned Christian only shared parts of the gospel story with Miles. Or... Maybe he went to a Sunday school like this. I would not let my child attend 98% of the Sunday school classes and vacation Bible schools in this country. And I'll tell you why. A bunch of children are brought in and they're told wonderful stories about Jesus. And then, how many of you children love Jesus? I mean, except for the kid in the back with the leather jacket and the signs on his back that have been imprinted by a cultic, you know, satanic cult. Every, other, every kid in that class is going to stand up and go, I love Jesus. Well, how many of you want to go to heaven? Oh, I do. How many of you want to pray this prayer? I will. And then they're marched off to baptism. And a lot of time, the baptismal is dressed up like some kind of a happy party time with graffiti so that they really enjoy it. And then when they're old enough to rebel against their parents, they do. And they live in gross immorality and sin. And then when they're about 25 or 30 after college, they decide they need to straighten things out because morality is really a better way to go. So they rededicate their life and they continue attending church once a week, having just enough morality to dim their conscience and send them straight to hell. I cannot stress the importance of biblical evangelism enough. Law to the proud and grace to the humble. Without this, many Christians inadvertently create false converts, much like Miles. Moving on, though, one thing I try to do when talking to people is to ask questions. This can help to understand their points of view, clarify some issues, and keep you out of the hot seat. Greg Kukul of Stand to Reason ministry calls this the Columbo tactic. You can get more information about it at str.org. Let's continue with the interview. Like stealing from the government, it's not really stealing because the government steals from people every day by taxing them. And like people pay these taxes under threat of violence. It's like no diff it's like no different from like someone coming up to you with a knife and telling you like give up this money. It's like a criminal organization so to like you know, steal from a criminal organization is um, not a crime. Even if uh, you would be put in, in jail for committing the act of stealing, doesn't matter who it's from, uh, according to the world, stealing is wrong. Um, and according to God, stealing is wrong. Doesn't matter who you steal from or how big the item is that you steal. Um, Let's say somebody steals something of yours, and you they steal from you. Yes, and then you take it back from them when they're not looking. Is that stealing? 
Well, no, it was yours to begin with. You're taking it back. That's oh, not stealing. That's but exactly what they did, yeah, well, what that's they did is stealing. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. He's saying that it's not stealing. He's not trying to say that it's stealing and it's okay. He's trying to say that it's not stealing. It's just taking back what's yours. So, what have you stolen from a corporation that originally belonged to you? Nothing that I can recall. I just I haven't stolen anything in a very long time. I, I just don't generally don't steal things. Um, you have stolen. I believe I, I can't like think of anything specific, but I think I've like snuck into a movie before or something like that. Okay, well, that that's stealing by not not paying what what they request you to pay. Exactly. You're you're basically stealing the movie because you're seeing it for free. Yeah. Uh, Bible says, "Don't take God's name in vain." H- have you guys done that one before? Oh uh, yeah. What about you? Yeah. That one's called blasphemy. That one's a very serious offense in the eyes of God. Can you think of any other person in all of history, aside from Jesus Christ, that has had their name used like a curse word? No. No. Kind of interesting that that's the only name that has hated so much to be turned into a curse word. Why? That's because that there's currently um, a pretty much worldwide agenda to do away with Christianity and replace it with the religion that could be defined as New Age. So for the rulers of this world at this time, Christianity served its purpose. It's a problem to them now, and they're trying to get rid of it and replace it with the New Age religion and atheism, basically. So culturally, Christianity is under attack, as well as Islam or basically any any religion that isn't atheism or New Age is uh, being under attack. But Christianity in particular in the Western world, because that's currently the biggest problem for um, the uh, ruling authorities of the world, as you could call it. I think that's interesting that you, not being a Christian, can actually see that happening. Because, I mean, us Christians have been saying it for years, that that Christianity is under attack, but everyone seems to be playing dumb. But you, you're not a Christian, and you can see it plainly. Yeah, it's obvious. It's, um... That's that's neat. I think that's that's really cool that you can actually see that. I I thought I was losing my mind because nobody except Christians saw that. No, it's a um, it's coming orders from the top. Like Christianity has to be done away with right now. It's uh, we're going into a world government system, and the whole world needs to be under one system of government, one system of religion, and one system of money. And there can't be borders. There can't be different beliefs all around the world. Everyone needs to be amalgamated into one religion. And that's what New Age is. It's the combination of all the religions into one. And so for... It's basically a crime now to have your one religion. And the morality of Christianity in particular is very... um, It doesn't fit into the world system they're trying to bring in right now. So the way they view it is that it served its purpose and that they're trying to move on into a new form of society which is completely incompatible with the morals of Christianity. I agree. 
So now, let me move on. Knowing that, you know, you, you've broken God's laws, whether you think they're right or wrong, knowing that you've broken them, the Bible says that you should be punished for that. They, they call breaking God's law sin. Uh, so it says, All liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief will inherit the kingdom of God. And I already talked about what he, that God won't hold you guiltless for taking his name in vain. So if, if God were to judge you based on that standard, do you think you would go to heaven or hell? Do you think be innocent or guilty? I think just, I mean, just based on the fact that I don't believe in the Bible, I would go to hell. So like the fact that and none of that else doesn't matter. If I don't believe in it, according to the Bible, I'm going to hell. So if the Bible is true, I'm, I'm going to hell. And I believe that it is true, based on God's word, which I've yet to see any contradictions, any lies in it. In fact, every time God promises something, it has been known to come true. Like revelations and stuff is like coming true right now. Um, right, the the stuff in Revelation. It's I mean, all true right now. that could be happening right now. Absolutely. It's all happening right now. Well, I believe that that's because the people in charge of this world have created all religions, including Christianity, to serve their purposes. And there's something called predictive programming, which is when you expose the world or people to like certain ideas. Uh, they accept when it's going to happen. So if you write in the Bible that, you know, everyone's going to get a chip in their arm and that's going to be the new currency and that's the mark of the beast and that, you know, all the world is going to turn into a world government ruled by evil people and it's all just going to happen and the world's going to turn into a horrible place and it's going to be killing everywhere and it's going to happen and you can't do anything about it until Jesus comes back. The reason they did that is because now you have all these, you know, hundreds of millions over a billion, I think, people who believe that Revelations is coming true right now, and they're not going to fight like the chip in the hand. They're not going to fight all the stuff that's coming because they believe you're not supposed to fight it. You just have to wait for Jesus to come. So all of these people have been neutralized towards the coming agenda because instead of fighting against it, they're just going to wait for Jesus to come. I, I believe that the Bible was written by God. Uh, it was breathed out by God as men were moved by the Holy Spirit to write it down onto the paper. Um, and that's, that's why every promise, every prophecy in there has come true. Even the ones about Jesus that were 700 and 1,000 years before, he's, before his birth. All the, all the prophecies in the Quran are coming true also. Like what? The, like... Everything, like uh, okay, so everything in Revelations is in the Quran. That there's going to be a mark of the beast and all that, like it's in there too, and it's all true. And all those people are waiting for you know Muhammad to come back, and they're not neutralized as well. well I, I disagree, but let's move on from that. So, say everything that the Bible teaches is true. Say that there is a hell and that you are heading there. Does that concern you? Um, no, because um, it doesn't concern me because based on my historical research, it's not true. As you can hear, I was using the law to show these guys their sinfulness, but they were not humbled.
So what should you do at that point? Well, try touching on more sins. But if they keep justifying and downplaying their actions, don't feel obligated to give them the good news. Remember, the bad news helps the good news make sense. Also, don't follow rabbit trails. These are comments that are thrown out specifically to trip you up, much like I was at one point. People will bring up all sorts of nonsensical topics to deter you from the goal of sharing the gospel. It was interesting to hear that Alex could see Bible prophecy being fulfilled, but that'll do him no good on the Day of Judgment. Coming up, more rabbit trails. The story of Jesus is the same as Krishna and Mithras and Odin. Um, so, a lot of people, uh, some people have been coming out and saying that uh, Jesus is the same as so-and-so or such-and-what. Uh, but the thing is, there's very little, if any, evidence of that being true. It's been a, an, internet, an internet statement that's been propagated and people are picking it up because they don't want to accept Jesus. They don't want to repent. I mean, the story of, um, uh, what's his name? Krishna is in the uh, ancient Hindu texts. His whole life story. And the story of Odin is in the uh, Idrisil of the Norse, the Norse myths, the, uh, the Norse Eddas, I mean. You can read it in there, and it's, it's like written in stone and stuff. And, um, and while... While there may be uh, a few similarities from different people or different stories, that doesn't mean that uh, they were uh, those stories were all put together to create Jesus. Jesus is one of the most historical, historically known people in the world. I think there was a Jesus, but here's the similarities between all these gods. They were all born of a virgin. They were all betrayed by their friend. They were all crucified. They were all resurrected. Um, a lot of them turned water to wine. A lot of them walked on water. Like a lot of the miracles are totally the same. I disagree. I think a lot of them, uh, if they have similarities, a lot of them were taken from Jesus. Um, but the truth of the fact is, uh, there's only one way to get to heaven. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. That's through Jesus. He's the only one that, that has died on the cross for the sins of mankind and rose again on the third day, defeating death and hell. Well, a lot of the stories besides Jesus are like the same as in the Bible, like the story of Romulus and Remus, like the founders of Rome. It's, like the, it's the same as Cain and Abel. It's like these two brothers that one of them killed the other and one of them's evil and they like had all these children. And it's like, that's like, that's the same. Like all, all these, all the mythologies have the story of these two brothers who's one of them's evil, one of them's good. Like there's tons of these stories that's, and they're like all the same in all of these religions. And that's because the same group of people created all of these religions and they all stem from the mystery school so let, let, let me let me ask you this do you have parents yeah so do i did you ever go to school yeah so did i uh how old are you uh 23 
I, I was 23 once. Wow, we must be one and the same person because we have similarity. Oh, it's a lot more similarities. It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same as like I'm a person and we both had parents. That like everyone has that in common. It's the. Uh, it's much more precise similarity to be born of a virgin, to um, have been crucified, to be resurrected, to be crucified because you were betrayed by your best friend, and much more. It's like um, very specific similarities. Like we don't have such specific similarities between our lives as that. No, it's much more pr precise similarities. It can't happen by accident. Well, again, like I said, I think somebody ripped somebody off, and I don't think it was Jesus. It's not, it's not a rip-off. It's the same people. It's the same author for all the stories. The same uh, cabal, a secret society, like these um, high-level... Um, cult type people like we can call them Freemasons now or Satanists or whatever but like these people have been in control of all the major religions in the world they've been in control of the world for a lot longer than uh, than recorded history because for example you can see like all the same like there's pyramids on all the countries of the world and on every continent there's pyramids you know, why is that? On every country, there's, like, Stonehenge-type monuments that are, like, linked with, like, solar-type um, mythology and stuff. Like, like the, the whole world's been under control by the same um, Luciferian, you could call it. They have Luciferian beliefs, these people. And they view everyone, all normal people, they view them as... A, a separate species than themselves and they give beliefs to everyone and it's the same story over and over again with little differences suited to the temperaments of the people they're ruling over but they're not no one's ripping anyone off it's the same group who are in communication with each other for a very long period of history giving the same story over and over again to their people and this whole story is based on their luciferian type um, ideology so based on uh, where you get your information is any of it coming outside of the internet yeah it's all I mean I've read all these um, myths uh, all, all the um, ancient mythologies I've talked about I've read the primary source documents of them and as far as pyramids and Stonehenge type monuments being on every continent of the planet as just um, archaeological fact. Like, no one's going to deny that. They've been uh, excavated and found on every single continent, and they're all built using the same exact methods. All right, well, Alex, thank you so much for talking to me, okay? Alex brought up a common objection to the Christian faith. Wasn't the story of Jesus taken from various pagan myths? Nope. Like I stated in the interview, many of these false religions stole their claims from the Bible. While some of the ancient myths were written before Jesus came on the scene, they didn't bear any resemblance to Jesus until hundreds of years after Jesus came. Of course, the New Testament writers did borrow some stuff about Jesus, but it was from the Old Testament. It's called prophecy, and Jesus fulfilled every one about him so far. The virgin birth was from Isaiah 7, 
His relation to God can be pulled from Psalm 2 and Micah 5. The way Jesus died was predicted in Psalm 22 and Zechariah 12. Look for the resurrection in Isaiah 26, Psalm 16, and Psalm 49. We need to question the claims of people when witnessing because they're usually false and most just saw some blurb online about it. When pressed for more information, they have nothing on which to base their claims. I did some homework on this particular objection and found great answers from gotquestions.org and karm.org. Both are amazing resources for any Christian seeking answers. Lastly, I want to share with you the best evidence for the claims about Jesus. The claims were written by eyewitnesses. None of the myths have anything close to this to back up their stories. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 3, says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Thanks for listening. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you.